This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I'm your host here. Uh, I have my three esteemed colleagues here with me today to uh, talk about movies. Uh, we're going to go over, uh, we have a very specific topic tonight that we're going to go over. Uh, but before we do any of that, this is our very first podcast. Uh, so I want to Again, introduce myself. I want to go around the panel and uh, uh, you guys can hear from the other three people who are on the podcast tonight. Uh, afterwards, um, I'm going to do a quick history of you know, what the movie council is, how it started. I, I won't take up too long because this whole thing is going to be about an hour uh, tonight. So I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll discuss the history of the podcast, what we're doing here, and uh, basically what you're going to hear each week if you tune in. Um, Again, this is our very, very first one. And I'm, for the most part, none of us have ever done a podcast. So uh, there's obviously going to be some growing pains. We're going to work through some things. We're going to figure out, I think through this podcast, we're going to figure out exactly what and who the hell we are with this whole thing. We are the movie council, but uh, it, it goes in a lot of different directions. And I will get into that uh, as we go. So uh, let, me, let me first go around the room. I'm going to introduce everybody. Um, again, I said esteemed colleagues. I'm not sure why I said that because none of you are esteemed in anything no. you've ever done in your <laughs> lives, uh, nor am I. Uh, so I, I don't know. It just sound it sounded right in this uh, in this moment. I appreciate uh, it. Uh, yeah, right. It's our it's our first podcast, so you know we're we're gonna, we're gonna work through the kinks here. Uh, so let me let, let me let me go around the room. <laughs> right. So let me go around the room and uh, I'm going to introduce everybody who's here uh, tonight. And uh, just so you know, moving forward, we will basically be the four people doing the podcast every week. Uh, there could be some weeks where, uh, you know, life happens. So people might be on vacation or things come up. Uh, we have other member members of our movie council, which I will get into. They can sub in. We might have guest hosts some weeks as well. Uh, but for the most part, it's going to be the four of us uh, discussing movies and uh, going through a lot of things, not just current movies but we're going to go back in time and uh, again i'll get i'll get more into that in, in a few minutes but let me uh let me let me go around the room first off i want to uh introduce one of the other co-founders of the movie council uh i'm one of them again my name's tim sherry i am uh the uh one of the co-founders and i'm the ceo of the movie council uh, because i i'm the ceo because i decided a long time ago that if i ever wanted to own a business i thought everybody should pick their own job titles uh, I will never own a business, clearly, and this is the closest I will ever come, okay? So uh, I chose my title. I'm the CEO. I'm one of the co-founders, and, uh, you know, I, the buck stops here. You know, I'm the one at the end of the day who's who's running this show, So, uh, but I want to go around the room and introduce everybody else. Um, okay, so the first person I want to go ahead and introduce is one of the other co-founders of the Movie Council, and like I said, we've chosen our titles, and... Uh, Somehow or another, my, my, uh, my first uh, co-host here has decided that he is the chief operating officer, director of creative, and the vice president of documentaries. Uh, he is also uh, my, my big brother, Andrew Sherry. Andy, how's it going tonight, brother? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, I am the eldest statesman here, and I am esteemed, I am esteemed despite, what you, mm. despite what you might think. No, you're probably right on that. I'm More esteemed than I will ever be. 
I, I'm really excited to get started. I'm a huge movie lover mm -hmm. and um, not just the ones with subtitles, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I, I have been accused in the past of being a movie snob, so yeah, I will proudly, proudly accept that title. Right, uh, right. Uh, so good. We're happy to have you. Again, uh, Andy will be one of the ones that is on with us uh, every week for the most part. And, uh, you know, again, we'll get into a lot of things that he loves. And, and I'll get into also, um, you know, how each week we're going to have a different theme and how we're going to go through that. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but next, I also want to uh, introduce another one of my brothers, another one of my older brothers. Uh, I'm looking at this now, and I cannot believe that this is your job title. Uh, but we have decided that uh, my brother here is the chief comedy officer and producer. Uh, and uh, so that, and also he has been, he's the reason that we've been able to put this podcast together. He's come through uh, setting this up. He's also set up our social media, which I'm sure he can, he can drop those, uh, those, uh, uh, our Instagram and Twitter that we have right now. Yes. And, right. Okay. At movie council pod at both. Right. And we got email. He's going to drop all those a couple times as we go tonight. Again, my big brother, Dan Sherry. How's it going? Hey, Tim. Happy to be here. I, did I really give myself that title? Yes. And, and I will get into also how some of these, um, uh, uh, these titles came about and our state of inebriation when they happened. So um, <laughs> I, I think that that will actually bring some more clarity. Are you all excited right. for tonight? It's been a long time coming. I am. Yeah, I'm excited. But uh, I do. Can I just say I want to change my title now to. Uh, OK, I got the spreadsheet up. Go ahead. All right. It'll be chief uh, sucker who got roped into doing all the recording and editing of this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not typing all that in. All right. You're no, a producer. Right. You're a producer. Ah, You're stuck with it. <laughs> deal. OK. All right. I'll All right. Well, I'm excited. We're excited to have you. This should be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, last but not least, I want to uh, bring uh, bring in the fourth member of this panel again, who will be uh, on most likely every week when we do this. He's the only person, as I'm looking through the our uh, our seven person movie council, he's the only person that is not a member of my bloodline. Uh, and he, but he is uh, uh, my brother from another mother, and he is uh, the head of security for us. That's right. I don't know why. Actually, some of the shit that might fly out of our mouths at some point might need security afterwards. Got to keep you guys safe. Uh, but he's the head of security, and he is our art director as well as a, a tremendous movie guy, Mr. Marky Bondurant. How's it going, man? Good, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm Marky. Um, I just now realized it's me and a bunch of Sherry's. I don't know why that didn't dawn on me before. Yeah. I hope yeah. I don't get ganged up on and uh, get torn apart you, here. You no, will. that's Andy's job. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay this got dark fast all right all right here we go um uh and marky is coming to us live from uh, from charlotte north carolina all of us are up, mm -hmm. up north uh and that actually leads me into um my my next part here i just want to quickly talk about uh the movie council where it came from who we are just give a quick uh, quick brief history i don't want to you know dumb this down too much with it all um but uh so basically if we're actually going back um, to God, let's see, 2014. And Andy, can you believe that? I was actually looking through some old emails. The, the idea of this whole uh, movie council way before we ever thought of a podcast started back in 2014. Uh, Andy, and I, yeah, Andy and I have been discussing movies at length since God, since I was a teenager. So long before we ever thought about anything like this. And basically uh, what had happened was I started, I got, I became obsessed with uh, critics ratings on uh, movies 
and the way movies were reviewed by, you know, hundreds of critics and things like that, I became with, obsessed with the website RottenTomatoes.com. I was all about, you know, what movies were legitimate, like 95%, you know, fresh movies and which ones, you know, deserve to be lower. And that's how it, that's how it started. Uh, so I ended up uh, creating this massive spreadsheet. I went all the way back, believe it or not, uh, I was very, very bored at work. I went back to 1965 and started making lists of movies off of Rotten Tomatoes uh, based on their rating. And I started putting in, you know, what potentially could be best picture, best actor, best actress, you know, different things like that. And then comparing it to who actually won those awards. I'm not saying I've seen all these movies, but that's how I, I started going through and, and, and breaking it all down. I told Andy about it. Of course, Andy was obsessed. And then we started talking movies a lot more. Uh, and originally uh, the council, the movie council, were, there were four founders. And within about a month, one of them quit. And then Andy and I kind of, you know, we just stopped. We had, we had this great idea that what, originally that what we were going to do was go back in time and try and try to fix some of the ills that happened like in uh, Academy Award history. You know, certain years that a, a movie won, like Titanic or something like that, that clearly shouldn't have won. We were going to go back and give out our own awards. That was the original idea. Uh, and that, and then again, it kind of, it just kind of fell by the wayside. Um, but Andy, like for the next six years, every like six months or so, Andy would always send me a text message that said, hey, what's up with the movie council? And I'd always tell him the same thing. Every single time I would tell him the same thing. It's not dead. It's just dormant. All right. <laughs> so fast forward to six years later and uh, COVID-19 starts here, here in the States, uh, which has just been an absolute barrel of laughs. And uh, so, so what we started doing, because we all, you know, we couldn't see each other. We're somewhat close knit family. Uh, we couldn't see each other. So we started doing family FaceTime calls every, uh, every Saturday night. And I mean, God, we'd have what, 12 or 13 people on it sometimes guys. Yeah. And uh, it seemed every, uh, every FaceTime call ended up deviating into a conversation about the movie council. Me and Andy brought it up and immediately Dan and Marky were like, I'm in, I'm hooked. Mm -hmm. I love this idea. Let's talk movies. And uh, everyone decided a podcast is the best way to go. Um, so I, and some of these, I mean, we would talk movies till three, three thirty in the morning. Sometimes these calls started at eight o'clock at <laughs> night. We would talk movies till three o'clock in the morning. Or until I passed out. Well, that would, you know, yeah, but we would keep talking and then we would listen to you snore and laugh. But um, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was some of the more uh, scintillating conversations I've, I've had in a while. Yep. I just used the word scintillating. I am, I, I will say things nice. like that. Get used to it. Um, but uh, it, it was great. And we, we decided, I think the best thing to do is start a podcast. Now, what are we doing with this podcast? I don't know. We're still kind of trying to figure that out a little bit. Um, but each week we're going to come to you. We're going to talk about movies. Um, we're going to have a very specific topic each week we're going to talk about. And what I'll do as the, as the, you know, the found one of the founders and the CEO, uh, what I'm going to do each week is each member of the panel, I'm going to turn it over to each week to come up with a new idea for the next podcast. So this week, Marky uh, came up with an idea, which was a really good one. I really wanted him to just do something very specific again, because we're only doing this for an hour. And I knew the first part of this was going to take a good 10 to 12 minutes. So I wanted to really get down, you know, the crux of something, just one movie. Let's break it down. Let's talk about it. I'm going to let Marky talk about that in a minute. Uh, but moving forward, what we're going to do is, you know, each week, 
uh, one of us will be responsible for coming up with the idea that we're going to present. Uh, and during the week, we will, uh, the person that's in charge of it, will let everybody else know. We'll do our research and we'll go ahead. I can tell you right now when it's me, when it's my turn, it's going to be once a month, basically. I'm going to go back to a certain year of the Academy Awards and we're going to break down who really should have won the awards. That's going to be my thing. You guys can have your thing, whatever you want to do. Everything's on the table as long as it's movie related. And uh, like I said, this week, we're going to do something very, very specific. We're going to do one movie. And uh, like I said, I, I really liked Marky's um, choice because it's something, it's a movie that came out last year. It just got released on Netflix. A lot of people can watch it. And, and I'm, I'm actually going to look this up while Marky talks. Um, it was uh, a movie that was, universally praised by critics um yeah. especially when you go on rotten tomatoes it's something in the mid 90s uh, from the critics but 92 percent uh, what is it 92 percent 90 percent okay are you on it right now i was on it earlier yeah okay so so rotten tomatoes has the critics rating but then they also have the user ratings of people who saw it and those numbers are drastically different mm -hmm. 50 something 50, right? Yeah, somewhere in the 50s. So it's one of these movies that was praised universally by the critics. But a lot of people didn't like the movie. And, you know, we've talked a little bit during the week. I think that's uh, that's probably going to ring true here in this conversation. So, yeah. uh, Marky, I'm going to turn it over to you. What's the movie you're doing? And uh, quickly, just give a quick synopsis about the movie. You can turn it back over to us afterwards. Uh, but I want you to, uh, to give us your rating last. We're going to let us talk you know give our ratings and i want you to finish it up because it's your it's your idea in your category okay sure so the movie is uncut gems um like tim was saying came out last year starring adam sandler directed by the safety brothers and released by a24 studios and it follows around adam sandler's character uh howard ratner and he is a gym store owner in the diamond district of new york and he is a massive degenerate piece <laughs> of shit dude yeah. um he's always just doing like the worst things you know terrible gambling addiction uh, he's uh never faithful to his wife never really shows him with an alcohol or drug problem but just shy of that he seems to do everything terrible that one can do in their life and the movie just follows him just one bad decision after the other and yeah. Strangely enough, his gambling, his bets on the sports always pay off. He actually always wins those. But because of the people that he surrounds himself with and the choices that he makes, it still just never works out. Um, I love that movie. I thought it was great. And like you were saying, Tim, the uh, critics, you know, very high critic score all the way around. I see here on IMDb, they gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Um, Metascore. For Metacritic is a 90. I suppose that's out of 100. That's good. For Metacritic, but, um, that's really good. Yeah, that's super high. This is one of those movies that as soon as I got done watching it, I just got online. I wanted to read and see. I went and saw it with my wife. And she liked it a lot too. But I wanted to get online and start reading and see what other people thought, you know, because I just wanted to talk about the movie. I wanted to see what people were saying. And I was seeing that people either hated it or loved it. Yeah. And yep. I think you said that Rotten Tomatoes uh, user or uh it was like a 50 percent for the uh not yeah, the critic score but the audience score was 50 yeah, audience I score it, yeah got it up here 52 percent audience 52 score. wow and that that's, seems that's to make huge. sense 12, with what, what i've been seeing 12,000. 12, yeah. yeah but i loved it i thought it was awesome i don't usually like uh 
movies that are this kind of like stressful and anxiety inducing, which this movie is like, it makes you feel so uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah. Adam Sandler does such a good job of playing this piece of shit. And, you know, you know, he's doing the wrong thing. You want to yell at him to like make better decisions. And the Safdie brothers, the directors do such a good job with their choreography and filming cinematography of just making you feel so uncomfortable throughout the entire movie. So I can see why people don't like it for reasons like that. I thought it was great. Um, you know, in the end, I saw what was coming. I guess, you know, we can talk about spoilers in this, right? We're going right. to break the whole oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler city. Yeah, shout yeah. it out. It's all spoilers all the time. Okay. So, yeah, he ends up getting killed in the end, and I could see that coming from a mile away. I just yeah. never knew who was going to do him in because he pissed off so many people in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Marky, real quick, was there ever a more, like, murderable character in a movie you've ever seen in your life? Uh, maybe, anybody uh, ever deserved a bullet? Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Jesus. Such a piece of shit. But oh. I kept thinking it was going to come from one of those weird, creepy, uh, like, gray-haired Jewish guys that kept running <laughs> around the city. Those guys seemed so unstable. Dumb and dumb. Guys, yeah. yeah, I thought one of those guys was going to, like, stab him in the back or something. But in the <laughs> well, end, it became I'll obvious who, who did it. Right at the beginning, when Garnett's guys were throwing out the two like mm-hmm. most unthreatening fucking tough guys of all time, <laughs> like really afraid yeah. of those fucking cunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, right then, he pointed at him and said, "You're a dead man." And yeah. I said, "Oh, he's going to kill him before this." He called it in the beginning. Break. Yeah, and I saw it all the way those, back then. I knew it. Was I, I kept flipping back and forth when. Uh, so yeah, you, you meet those bruisers earlier on in the movie, and you, he calls them. He, Tells him then that he's going to kill him. You're a dead man. And you're like, all right, that guy's going to do him in. But then later you find out that those guys work for his brother-in-law. So then I flipped back over. I'm like, oh, well, they're not going to do anything. You know, it's just like some shitty biz- family business, uh, family beef. But, you know, obviously it turns around in the end. They kill the brother-in-law and Adam Sandler. Yeah. So, yeah, real, uh, real unsettling movie. <laughs> but... It, very memorable for me i love the soundtrack that like 80s synth pop um I, I i like a lot of movies that a24 does the production company they take a yeah. big gamble i feel like on a lot of movies um and i feel like this is one of them and you know it paid off with the as far as the the critics loving it so you know they got a lot of attention for it but with the amount the audience score how uh divisive that was it's uh it is a gamble for a production company to make a movie like that. They actually have, they have some, some really, they, they have a uh, 24 just, they do a lot of weird movies. Absolutely. Uh, like uh, uh, AJ, do, were you the one that loves Midsummer? Was that, do we, oh no, I'm thinking uh, about I, I didn't, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't say love, but I did right. like Midsummer a lot. Yeah. But they did like the lighthouse. They did hereditary. Those are some, really weird the, the lighthouse i need to see that's supposed to be dynamite but then at the same time they did eighth grade that bo burnham fluff movie you ever seen that i never shit? saw that i never heard about it that one I wasn't a, it's, it's actually uh rated very very well on rotten tomatoes okay. i didn't love it um but aj uh thoughts on uncut gems and i want uh i want not only do i want your synopsis on what you thought but i want your your five star rating wherever. oh do you want me to go ahead and uh give my uh, for doing uh, Mark, yeah, I, want, I, want, I want to come back to you for your rating sure. last because it was oh, okay. Is, sure, your things. So I want to come back to you last for your rating, uh, but AJ, I want your synopsis and your and your rating. Go. Okay, so for all the reasons that Marky loved the movie, it's very divisive. Those are the reasons that I didn't like the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
the uncomfortable nature, all the scenes where the people are talking over each other all the time. I just, mm -hmm. it added it added to that sense of stress that it, the movie put me under. Nonstop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, and you know, not that I, not that I don't, not that I mind watching or don't like watching movies about where the central, I, I'm, for lack of a better word, protagonist is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it, it, that didn't throw me that much, but yeah. So that whole, and I didn't like the music very much. In the no, movie. no, okay. I did like the, the the cinematography. I did like some of the direction, but I, those hectic, frantic moments in the movie didn't resonate with me. So yeah. overall, I think we just have conflicting views in that regard on, 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 you know, the themes and the, and the, the, the way the movie played out. I did also know that he was going to get killed. This oh, pretty yeah. Early on the movie. yeah, like I said, like I, like I want that, like, that was that, that was always going to be his fate, right? That yeah, like sure. I, I wanted to kill that guy. So, mm, like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, AJ, uh, what do you got for, for a rating? So, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just right. think it's not my kind of movie. Mm -hmm. So, I would give it a two and a half out of five. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, DP, thoughts, feelings, emotions, ratings? All right. So, like, again, a couple things really fucking bugged me. Is, again, <laughs> like, I, I can enjoy a character that's a piece of shit. Like, when you look at Breaking Bad, you know, Walter right. White, every fucking move he made was wrong, and he kept fucking up. But yeah. yet there's still something inherently likable about Walter White. There's nothing, nothing likable about this guy and so i couldn't root for him and you know you kind of want to root for the main character in a movie yeah. mm -hmm. and all that like yeah like andrew was saying people talking over each other and people talking in the background it was fucking annoying <laughs> like <laughs> it, you know, like i know in real life you know conversations don't happen like they do in the movies but when i'm watching a movie i want to hear what the fucking people are saying so mm -hmm. yeah. I, I didn't like how disjointed that was and yeah, and I couldn't stand him. Yeah. Although I did, like you, I liked the music. I thought the music, I thought the way it was shot was pretty cool, mm -hmm. but I just I couldn't get past the disjointed feeling it had yeah. and the terrible main character. Yeah, uh, so DP, what do you got for a rating? I, I give it like one and a half stars. Oh, maybe wow. two. Yeah. One yeah. and three quarters, we'll call it. Okay. Yeah. One and okay. three quarters. Because right. I... Yeah, it, like I said, I saw it coming a mile away. It, yeah. it, there's no surprise at all. Right. I, you know, I already knew the Celtics had won that game because I'm a Celtics. <laughs> right. So there's right. no surprise there. I remember the, the game. Yeah. So, so uh, let, me, let me give you mine real quick. Um, let me start with the good. Let me start with the, the, the good, I, you know, because you guys know me so well. I always try to find the positive in everything, don't I? Like, I'm such, oh, a, yeah. I'm such oh, a, yeah. a positive human being. Uh, so I, mm -hmm. I, I let, let me let me start with the good of the movie, uh, and the first uh, good part, uh, good aspect of the movie, and I don't think this is this is probably um, uh, the 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 shortest reach anyone will ever make in saying that this was Adam Sandler's best performance of his career. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's like that or Big Daddy, like, I mean, or, or <laughs> fucking Spanglish. Like, who, you know, I mean, they, yeah. they most, you know, he's never been asked to act before. And I'm not saying he was- well, um, punch, punch Drunk, I'm not saying really he was good. like- Punch Drunk Love he was. 
What's that? The Paul Thomas Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, no, you're right. That's probably his second best, Punch Drunk Love. But, um, uh, you know, the, the guy, he's not, he's not an actor. The guy was a comedian that, you know, a very likable comedian that turned into a, a movie star and has made millions of dollars. So good for him. Uh, but this was absolutely his best performance. Um, yeah. I did like the music as well. I thought the music was, was, was pretty good. Um, you know, no, no issues there for me. Uh, but my problem with the movie, and it, it's almost unfair for me to say this because my problem with the movie is what I think the directors were actually going for. I think what they were trying, because my biggest problem with the movie is every single, not just Adam Sandler, every single character in that movie is absolutely insufferable. Oh, they're from all fucking terrible. Jump Street. Every single wife. Oh, his wife. His kids are kind of insufferable too. Like it, yeah. it's just like his neighbor at like that extra apartment that he had, insufferable. <laughs> like they just yeah. all were. It was just like no, there was nobody to like. Yeah, uh, even John Amos was a dick. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole they were just all dick faces, like everybody. Yeah. Um and, and listen, I know just life is all roses. Mo- a lot of people are assholes. I, I know. But to Dan's point, when you're watching a movie, yeah, you're looking for somebody to to root for, even if it's somebody who's a, a piece of shit. And Adam Sandler didn't have any of that. But like I'm saying, I think that's what they were going for because when you yeah. lead a life like that character led, all you do is you're cavorting with people like that. You're cavorting with fucking uh, 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 ankle breakers and and bookies and con right, heavy, heavy, and, and yeah, and super and just super uh, uh, people who like are trying to like trying to rip you off of your jewelry and uh, people who care mm-hmm. about status. These are the people that he has uh, in his all because of who he is has decided to 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 bring into his life and deal with on a daily basis. And, uh, and because of that, it was just like each person he ran into, I'm like, Oh, who's this asshole? Oh, here we go. Like it was always just something. And, um, so, but I, that's what they were going for. But at the same time, it made me dislike the movie. Really the only, the only character that I liked, um, was the, even just a little was the, the mistress. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She had a little she bit was... of a redeeming characteristic at the end, and she was an absolute smoke show. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that didn't hurt. Like, I, I don't even think that girl's really a uh, really an actress. I a feel like that's like one of aren't. her first movies. I don't think she's done much, but I liked her. I liked her character. They uh, they made Kevin Garnett look like an asshole. Like yeah, Garnett. Like he's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know what? Like actually, you know what's funny about it is I thought Kevin Garnett was actually very a very underrated performance for a guy who's never been an actor before mm-hmm. believe it or not uh before before this movie came out i was on uh indiewire.com which is a cool a cool website to go on especially if you're looking for like uh new movies that are coming out people that i think are going to be you know uh nominated for oscars and things like that there was a little bit of buzz for like a dark horse best supporting actor nod for kevin garnett Huh. It was a, just a little bit. And then, and then they were like, and, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, Kevin Garnett brought us a championship, you know, back in <laughs> 2011. Yeah. Like, I love the guy for that. Uh, but I thought, you know, for a guy who wasn't an actor, I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, I thought the, I thought the acting in general was good. I just didn't like it. it just, it's just, just a very, um, 
Like, it's not one of those movies if I'm, if I'm flipping through the channels and I go, oh, shit, I'm going to watch the other the second half of Uncut Gems and then go and run the warm bath water and, and then <laughs> yeah. slip my wrists. Like, that's what I, that's what I would think. Um, but uh, I, 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 I'm actually with AJ. I don't think it was as bad as uh, Dan. I don't think it was as bad as, as you say. But um, And I know it's kind of like a middle-of-the-road kind of wishy-washy thing to say. But I give it two and a half stars too because it. I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just didn't think it was a good movie. I thought it was right in the middle. I thought there were really good things that happened. But then for the most part, there was just, again, the insufferability factor. It was, just, so it was just off the off the charts for me. So that's where be, I was. Before, before we get before we get to Marky's final uh, verdict, mm. uh, we talk, we all talked about like the stress inducing moments of the movie. The movie starts out with a goddamn colonoscopy for crying out loud. Right. That's how, true. Stressful, how stressful can it get? Like that's, true. Yeah. that's what they were setting us up for. The, yeah. You know, at the very beginning, they set you up. So yeah. can right, I, I? I got one more complaint too, though. Okay, okay. keep it coming. <laughs> the like the super zoom into the rock at yeah. the beginning and then the super zoom into the yeah it was like come on like stop trying we to look it. cool we get it you're yeah artists <laughs> Ooh. yeah okay yeah. like come like we, we understand it there's no reason to ram it down our throats yeah, exactly right? you're yeah. already in our mouth there's no reason to put it down you know deep you know? Like, you, we get it exactly. Damn, uh, all right yeah, but uh, I'm I'm really interested because Marky really seemed to like it. So yeah, really Marky, go. You get take all the time you want. Well, yeah, it's funny because like place. Ev everything yeah. that uh, you guys bring up, I'm like, yeah, that's that's part of the reason why I like that movie. Like that's, that's <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's like that's like the pure definition of divisive. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because I, I, was, I did... was, by the way, Marky, that's why it was like I said, an absolute perfect choice for for a movie to, to yeah do. yeah yeah you know we didn't all uh, agree i mean it's uh looks like it's a, a good three out of four no's on the movie council but um so i guess if it's, <laughs> I if it's two it. and a half then it may be a, yeah a maybe um but yeah i like the zoom in stuff you know i like that matched with the uh the 80s synth pop music um i felt like it was appropriate it's just i didn't think it was over the top um i didn't in as far as uh, you're talking about the unlikable characters, that did make me realize the entire cast of that movie was unlikable. There wasn't yeah. a single person in the entire movie that you liked as far as, because they, they all had just terrible personality traits. Mm -hmm. And yeah, what, what Danny was saying about uh, how, you know, comparing uh, the protagonist to like um, the Breaking Bad, Walter White, there, Walter White does have some redeeming qualities that makes you want to root for him. Yeah. Howard Ratner and Uncut Gems does not have a single redeeming quality. None. <laughs> he is a low life piece of shit through yeah. and through. Filch. Um, and typically movies like this that are, uh, that, that have characters like that, that have just the anxiety inducing stress factor. Cause you know, I'm, I'm a very easygoing person. I try to pull myself away from any kind of uh, over-the-top stressful situations, you know, don't get involved in drama, all that stuff. So I don't typically like movies like this, but this one I really enjoyed. And I don't know if it's just because I liked so much. I think that the directors did such a good job of putting it together. Um, you know, you knew his bad decisions were just going to, he just keeps digging a hole deeper and deeper for himself, but I couldn't look away. I just had to like, 
you know, knowing that he was going to get killed in the beginning just because of how much of a asshole he was, but I still had to see it happen and had to see how he got there. Um, and at the end, when he's playing, when he's placing that last bet for the, uh, the big one, it was like a couple million dollars or something like that, that he wins on the mm. uh, championship game. Yeah. I was, I was rooting for him to like win it. Like I felt like, you know, I wanted him to get that really bad, but, uh, out of all the scenes in the out of all the scenes in the movie, I think the uh, as it got towards the end, that whole it time, that whole scene, the whole can mess was well shot. I, like I just think that was well done. But. Yeah. Can I point something else out? Yeah. So at the end, the two guys are in the jewelry shop, right, and they kill the mm -hmm. both of them, and they start taking all the jewelry. They do know that they can't get out, right? Because they have to buzz <laughs> yeah. one door and then close and buzz the other door. Yeah. So well, they think, can't get out. I never thought of that. <laughs> I think I think it goes to show that those guys are just like just psychopath. Yeah, idiots. goons. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, and I also, there's I also, cameras everywhere. I also yeah. think part of it too was like, it's actually one of the things I, I they did a lot of these kind of like uh, motifs in the movie, like these like kind of themes that were going on. And like one of them was like this idea that everybody was always kind of analyzing like what the best uh, scenario was and like what, what was the best thing for them to do. And I think in that scenario with those guys, they were like, okay, he just won all that money so he can pay us. But that means we have to keep dealing with this prick mm -hmm. for like months now because now he's going to be made whole, but he's just going to continue to fuck up. So really at the end of the day, it is more financially uh, beneficial for us to just blow his fucking head off and take mm -hmm. his jewelry. Cause I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. And then at first, if you remember his brother-in-law, they didn't shoot him at first. And then when he tried yeah. to run away and get out, then they did shoot him. But yeah. uh, you know, that wasn't the goal originally. It was just one of those things that they just, they assessed their risk and said, it's better off just to kill this. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. And they were trapped in that goddamn, you know, confined space. Oh, they were so pissed too. Yeah, they're clearly <laughs> pissed. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the way I took it. You, you looked in, looked into it a lot deeper than I did. I just took it as they, he snubbed them the lap for the last time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Know, he, he, yeah. He pissed them off for the last time. He wasn't having it. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, and they, but Marky but they left uh, him in that room, yeah. you know, locked in there. Yeah. Against their will. Mm -hmm. And they had a gun. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. So, uh, Marky, can I get your can I get your rating? Yeah, man, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a solid four out of five. Good. I really like that movie. Yeah. Um, Listen, there, there, there's de there's definitely an argument to be made for that. Obviously, mm -hmm. if you look at the critics' ratings, absolutely, there's an argument to be made. It's just, uh, you know, as a movie goer and a movie watcher, sometimes it's a little it's a little tough when everyone yeah. sucks. Now it, I I will say though it doesn't I feel like it doesn't have uh, too much of of a rewatch value. Right. Um, the, right. When I walked into it, watched it the first time, I didn't know what I was getting into. I, I just knew the uh, the directors from the movie Good Time, which I thought was awesome. Another uh, stress and anxiety inducing movie, but really enjoyed that one. So I I had a feeling I was going to like this one, but didn't know what it was about. Um, uh -huh. Ended up coming away blown away and like covered in cold sweat <laughs> and like you know gripping the chair um but i started to rewatch it again when they put it on netflix and since i knew how each altercation and each scenario that he was getting himself into how it played out um yeah. no, knowing what it was rewatching it a second time it didn't have the same thing that gripped me the first time so i don't really think there's much of a rewatch value to it yeah, and I will, I will say where, you know, when you're talking about his relationships with people, like he was one of these guys, it's actually, 
even though like again he's not the most is he the most rangy actor on the planet no adam sandler but mm. i think his character was portrayed really really well because he was one of these guys he was just a glutton he wanted everything he wanted yeah, nothing every, was like, ever enough like do you remember like his it, like his wife hated his goddamn guts but he yeah. still tried to reconcile with her he still mm-hmm. tried to make everybody happy he still wanted all the money he still wanted to make all the sales have all the status with the jewelry and all that stuff mm-hmm. and he just he couldn't do it because of all his limitations as a human being yeah and, and the one person the one person that actually did show that she cared about him was was his mistress and what did he do he shoved her away until he needed her for a specific thing and then yeah. used her and then you know ultimately met his fate but you know i thought that was another another theme in the movie that was that, that was actually really important um, yeah and had he, had he not been killed he probably would have just gotten what he needed from her and thrown her away and, and kicked her to he, the curb yeah, yeah like could have been he, done he with her a, the next he was week a user he was a user but like yeah. again that's what those people are that's what they mm-hmm. do uh especially people with with i mean i don't know if you've ever met anybody with a gambling addiction Jesus, no. yeah, that was pretty pretty apparent with him. I mean, that was pretty. Yeah. Small. Um, um, yeah. I, f- I forgot what I was going to add to that, but uh, yeah, his is one thing I thought was kind of interesting that I felt like you never really, you know, there's that part where uh, Howard accuses his mistress of cheating on him. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, was the the weekend the rap artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like you never really quite find out she was like doing blow with him in the bathroom, and you you kind of just see it from his perspective. Yeah. You. For, he thinks that she definitely did, but you don't know if she did or not. She's like crying at him, like "Come back, Howard." Yeah, she like, was pretty I mean, adamant. I mean, yeah, I don't think she did. I mean, yeah. at least for, it, they didn't show it all. But mm-hmm. from uh, like it to me, it seemed like she was actually, you know, faithful to him, and she was good to him. She's the only yeah. one that was actually good to him. And I have heard um, things I read online that uh, people that are actually really big in the gambling world, um, you know, I don't dabble in that shit so to me it uh all the terms they're throwing out i'm like well that yeah. sounds that sounds real a six <laughs> but, yeah harley i don't know what the hell yeah that but uh so people yeah, that are actually know. like balls deep in that stuff they're like yeah. you know it's it's just very loosely based like it doesn't make a lot of sense what they're actually doing right and um, i don't know if um the, the diamond district area there i don't know if that's sort of an accurate portrayal of what life is like in that area um so, yeah. so i can't speak to that but um they played it pretty realistically, it seemed like. Yeah, for, for someone like me that didn't know that world, you know, and I've, I've shit, I've never even been to uh, New York City. So, like, you know, it could have been set in a different city and I wouldn't have you're known not, You're different. not missing anything, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated. Um, a couple other things to note, um, just like some trivia and stuff that I saw. Um, the whole set for uh, Howard's uh, jewelry store was a created piece set that wasn't like a real store. Um, oh, okay. the character of Howard Ratner is loosely based off of somebody that the Safdie brothers knew growing up. There was like one of their dad's friends, or it's like his dad, their dad worked for a guy that worked in the uh, diamond district. And that's, they based, uh, Howard Ratner loosely off of him. Um, a lot of the people in the movie had never acted before. Like that one guy that ends up killing Howard at the end. Uh, I think his character's name is Phil. He's like that blockheaded, gray haired yeah, yeah. goon. He had never acted before. First time doing a really? role. Really? He crushed it. Yeah. Does he looked familiar. Wow. Huh. Yeah. As I found that he had, um, well, that's that's what I had read. I'd never seen anything before. Uh, made sense right. to me. But um, I, that guy looks like he definitely has broken some kneecaps. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, kneecaps, laws, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, um, yeah, like I, like I said, the girl that, that plays the mistress, I'm, I, I don't think she was ever really in anything else as far as I yeah. know. Lakeith Stanfield was one of the only Correct. You know, actors in the, in the movie. And, and that, he's yeah. been blown up lately. The father, wasn't the father the guy that was on Taxi back in the day? John Hurst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I actually just I just looked the mistress up. Uh, Julia Fox is her name. That was literally her first movie she's ever done, and she okay. hasn't done one since. Granted, you know it was just last year, but uh, yeah, she I hasn't think done it, one since. And uh, she was nominated. I mean, yeah, granted, it was the fucking Toronto Film Critics and Chicago and Gotham, uh-huh. and Georgia, and that shit. But, but, uh, she but got some nominations. I, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I tell you when you, when you cast a bunch of people like that, it just it does lend more realism to the film because yeah, you know you're not seeing you know. You know, people you know, like Ben Affleck and Sean Penn, and these are you know you see <laughs> yeah. people you've never seen before. So it seems it's it plays more realistically. Something else that I saw was that they were shopping around for Leonardo DiCaprio to play Howard Ratner, but there oh, were some wow. scheduling conflicts with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really, and, I wonder how that would change. And they, and they landed on, and they landed on Chandler. Yeah, how? he he wasn't there. I think I think he was like at least at. the their uh third pick you know okay hold on though hold on hold on how do you go from leonardo dicaprio to adams like you didn't like fucking like meet in the middle and find like billy crudup or something like that you go all (laughs) the way to like adam goddamn sandler i think he did really good though for that role um like we were saying no again i have no problem with it but if you're going from leo to adam sandler like yeah you you didn't you didn't run into jason momoa by accident or something (laughs) like i don't i don't get it he uh Adam Sandler well, Jason Momoa would have just killed those guys, but so. he couldn't find he couldn't find Chris Evans or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, that would have been a much different. So movie. many middling actors you could have found there. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. All right, boys. So uh, that was a good spirited discussion about uncut gems. I uh, love all your points. I think they've made a lot of sense. I think it, again, I think it's a it's a it's a very polarizing movie. Uh, I think uh, you know, like like we've discussed, it's uh, it's very it's very love or hate. And that's, and that's a good thing. And that's one of the good things that we can do on this podcast and, and, and talk about those type of movies. We do have a few minutes left. Got about five to 10 minutes left here. So um, what I'd like to do really, really quick is now that we've been talking about him a little bit, I've been thinking a lot over the last couple of days about Adam Sandler, which is probably the first time anyone in the history of the universe has ever uttered that statement. Uh, but I've been thinking about Adam Sandler and I, I, and the reason I've been thinking about him is because he literally has a, some of the funniest movies I've ever seen, yet on the mm-hmm. flip side, legitimately some of the worst movies that have ever been made in the history mm-hmm. of cinema. Like, Little Nicky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. I, I, I love Billy Madison. I love Happy Gilmore. Um, uh, Big Daddy makes me laugh. Uh, listen, Mr. Deeds has some funny guys. I do. I like Mr. Deeds. It's got funny moments. It absolutely <laughs> does. But then you look at you look at uh, uh, oh Jack and first Jill. First of all, first of oh. all, oh Jack and Jill. Oh my! I think God. it's got Nicky. one of the worst ratings of all time. Yeah, no, that literally. Uh, you know, you want to know a funny thing about about Jack and Jill? So uh, we were talking about Rotten Tomatoes earlier. They do uh, they do like their their golden Razzies every year. They yeah about you know the awards. They give out good awards, but then they give out we, the ones. We need to do a golden Razzies episode at one point. Absolutely, but they <laughs> yo that'd be great. But they uh, the year that uh, Jack and Jill came out, they, the golden Razzies. Uh, Adam Sandler won Worst Actor and Worst Actress. Because <laughs> <Nice. laughs> like, he's so, that movie is so bad. I mean, he went I mean, from all that 
So I can't true. believe, yeah. I cannot believe there was like a director and like a production team who were watching this shit and being like, man, I can't wait to put this on the screen. It was yeah. so bad. Uh, that's terrible little Nick. Wasn't Pacino in that too? In Jack, Jack and Jill? You watched it? I didn't watch it, no, but wasn't Pacino in it? <laughs> I watched like I thought I heard Pacino totally was in it. it. <laughs> He might be. I, I would admit it if, if I you did, liked but. it. He sold out years ago. Let's be honest. But the, you know, he, he, so he might have. But um, but like you really look at it, like um, that movie sucks. But let's talk about a couple of movies because there there are a couple of people that are like, oh, that movie's fucking hilarious, man. And I think it sucks. Like as far as uh, that's my boy. I think that movie is terrible. I didn't laugh once in that movie. No, I I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> that one may be uncomfortable in all the like the, the wrong ways. Oh, Un- yeah. Uncut Gems was a like a, a train wreck that you couldn't look away from, and then uh, That's My Boy was just something that, uh, yeah, I that was painful to get through. Oh, it, awesome. all right, well, well, put it. It had some funny moments. Okay. I, I, I didn't find any the whole time. Like Mark, I was just cringing the whole. I'm like, yeah. just, I cannot believe that a person who makes the amount of money that Adam Sandler does will sit on a movie screen for weeks, like on a movie set, and mm-hmm. act that way, like yeah. an absolute moron. Like it's just like, dude, you're better than that. You yeah. are. Whatever happened to Adam Sandler, Waterboy? Yeah, and Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. See, that's that's one. That's another one I wanted to bring up because I think I'm going to have some dissenting opinions here. Really? But the Waterboy can gargle my balls. I oh, really? come on! I hated the Waterboy so much. I mm. hated it. The only thing I liked about that movie is like my spank bank got refilled from Feruza Balk. Like that's <laughs> the only. Is that his thing girlfriend? I that movie? About. There's something yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. There's something She's about that. that I don't know what it is. I was just watching Almost Famous earlier. There's something about her. I, I, I can't. Huh. That's the only okay. thing I liked about it. Come hey, on, he, Henry he, Winkler is the coach. I seriously, what, wanted, yeah. I seriously wanted, in that movie, I wanted Kathy Bates to turn Adam Sandler into James Caan in misery. Like with the fucking... <laughs> oh, like, I really wanted that to happen. I hated it so much. Damn, it was the only I liked thing it. that could have saved that movie. Yeah. That's, I've heard that... Uh, netflix has revitalized adam sandler's career you know because there was so many flops back to back to back i think uh jack and jill was the uh the nail on the coffin there and then people weren't going to his movies because they're fucking god awful and then netflix started uh you know doing movies direct to netflix that weren't even hitting the theaters and at that point people are like yeah I might as well. I might as well check it out. You know, and, and, then, and then and then he did a stand up, didn't he, on Netflix? Which was good. Which was actually oh, very fucking good. brilliant. Yeah, yeah I, I love the stand up one. He that, is a that. comedian by trade. That's yeah. what he does. Like he's a funny guy. Like and and like I almost feel bad for him that he just like kept because even though I'm assuming, let me look it up. But even though Jack and Jill was an absolute abomination of filmmaking, put out a couple <laughs> great albums. You know, they're all gonna laugh at you. And oh yeah, those are great. I'm yeah, those are really great stuff. Just original, unique comedy. Yeah. Like, are you guys ready for this? You. Are you guys ready for this real quick? Mm-hmm. Jack and Jill. The budget on that movie was seventy nine million dollars. Which, first oh, of all, is, go fuck yourself. Like seriously, wow. seventy nine million dollars. That just in the box office alone made a hundred and fifty million dollars. Holy shit! You believe that? Because Adam Sandler was on the bill. Yeah, I mean he's a. That's the thing, you know. It's, a, it's a, oh, it's it's. Let's go and laugh, and then you you go to that movie and you laugh for all the wrong reasons. Like, so oh many God, people pissed what off. What happened to this guy's career? This is hilarious. Yeah. Like that's the only laugh you get out of that movie. <laughs> it's pathetic. Yeah. 
pathetic, God. but uh, you yeah. know, it's it just, it's amazing. Like, let me actually, let me, let me tell you what little Nikki did. Cause I'm just, that's probably even more ridiculous. I'll tell you right now. Sam so, loves that movie. I actually don't mind little Nikki either. Yeah. I watched well, actually, it for the, okay, so for the little, first time like six Nikki months lost ago. Money. Little Nikki lost money. The, but that budget, that budget. And that movie came out 11 years before. Yeah. That. It, it was, it was almost too bizarre. That movie. Was just, that budget was $85 million. And it uh, it only made fifty eight point three in the box office, so they lost money. Thanks. Lots of money. Lots yeah. of money. Oh yeah, but uh, I just yeah, I I feel bad, but you know if if he can uh, revitalize his career and actually take himself seriously, which I think he did with Uncut Gems, which I think he did with his comedy special, because his comedy special it was so different than what he was when we were younger. It was yeah. it was it was it was very nice. It was very nicely thought out. Uh, it, it it was. Uh, it was current, it was mature, but kind of silly at the same time. It wasn't the goddamn Thanksgiving song, you know, like that shit. Back oh, oh we're, for, we're forgetting another great Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer. I do love The Wedding Singer. I will give you that. The Wedding Singer is absolutely has some of the best one-liners in like movie history. Yeah. Like, I'll it's give you that with the water boy, too. The water boy members, like, you said it was going to be a touchdown pass, you crazy asshole. Like, that shit was funny. <laughs> That was funny, but like outside Game of that, ugh. I just I couldn't get I couldn't get into it. And you know what? Oh, it, so he has all those, and then the rom coms he's done have been like Fifty First Dates is a fun movie. It has you, a you funny. You can't box. hate on I'll, I'll give you that. Dates. I don't hate that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and Punch Punch Truck Love was really good. Was uh, was that a Paul Thomas Anderson movie? It was. It was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, really it wasn't good. bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah right. I, this would be great if it was a nice resurgence for him. It's not going to be like like my boy Matthew McConaughey in the McConaughey's a few years ago because that was no. bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah. No, you, actually, bad, you actually have to be in, uh, in, Yeah, yeah you never be, heard of that, Dan? <laughs> yeah, no. you actually actually have to be a good actor like Matthew McConaughey. To pull that. Yeah, so he, he, you know, obviously he was just you know a, a fluff actor for a very long time, you know. But then you know because I thought you know he sucked in We Are Marshall, and then he did all these like stupid other movies. Uh, but then, you know, I forget what year it was, but he did True Detective, the show, with that, with, with, which is like, if you haven't seen that. Just oh, that was great. Drop, the first season of True Detective. Yeah. The first season, drop everything and watch it. The second uh, season, not so good. Uh, I did not like the second season. Yeah. I started the third season and I, I haven't finished it, but I will. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I forgot that. Yeah. The first season was uh, way yeah, better. Yeah, Ali is the lead in the third That's season. That's right. It was actor. still good, but yeah, first season was fucking spectacular. Yeah. So, um, so then he, he did... He did that. He did True Detective, and then he did uh, Dallas Buyers Club, which he's outstanding. And then he's in a movie that same year called Mud, which if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's like ninety-seven percent. Mud is fucking awesome. That mud is great. It, mud is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so that was like the McConaughey. Everyone. We should like, oh, do an episode on Mud act. sometime. Actually, I think right around the same time he had that hilarious role in Tropic Thunder too, where you know, yeah. he's the agent. Mm-hmm. He's Ben Stiller's yeah. agent. He comes running out to out to the island with the fucking TiVo. Like that shit was hilarious. So I heard that that was uh, slated supposed to be uh, Owen Wilson that was going to do that role, which makes sense, you know, with uh, Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, like how paired oh, yeah. up they are mm. through, through yeah. the past. But uh, I think Owen Wilson was going through some personal things at that time, so they uh, reached out for another good-looking blonde head dude. <laughs> I thought he was great. I, yeah. I really did. It's a fantastic movie. The movie's hysterical. Mm. So. Uh... All right, boys. So I think we're, we're we're getting we're getting there. We're about in an hour, which I think was good. This again this is our our first podcast, so you know we're still uh, we're still working out the kinks. But I think uh, productive sixty minutes we're about to we just put in there, and uh, 
we're going to have a quick turnaround. Today's Sunday. We're going to have a quick turnaround, and uh, we're going to do our second one uh, this coming Friday. That being said, I'm turning over the content next week to uh, one of the other co-founders here. AJ, uh, you will be in charge of what we're doing next Friday. So uh, do you have an idea yet or you want to uh, meet up with us? I, I, I do. And, you know, I do. I do. And, and, you know, in the spirit of working out the kinks, I don't know that, you know, my uh, idea can be contained within one podcast, but we can try. Try. Yeah, it's worth uh, a shot. A little, it's a little broad, not broad. Okay. But I thought we could uh, discuss uh, the films of a particular director. Love it. Okay. So my selection for the what I'm calling the director spotlight is Paul Thomas Anderson. Nice. So it's a nice segue, right? Because we talked about Adam Sandler. He was in Punch Drunk Love, which was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. He's done so many tremendous films from yeah. Red to The Master to Boogie Nights. Uh, uh, AJ, did he do Magnolia? There Will Be Blood. Uh, I don't no. think he did Magnolia, no. He's not Magnolia, sorry. There Will, uh, oh. there will Be Blood. Um, he's just, he's a tremendous director. Ah, uh, Inherent Vice, if you guys haven't seen that. Yeah, that's really good. Out. Uh, Paul I need Thomas. to watch a couple this week. I've seen some of his movies, yeah. but I'm going to. So, so I think, you know, I think AJ, I think a good idea would be. Um, oh, sorry. Magnolia uh, is Paul Thomas Anderson. Everybody have their, uh, what's that? Magnolia is by Paul Thomas yeah, Anderson. Yeah, I, I thought so. Because he, he, you know, that it, I, Tom Cruise is tremendous in that movie. And that's, yeah. Again, that's not something people utter very often, but um, uh, so AJ, I think a good thing to do. That's a great idea. You again, you have some wonderful topics. That, again, we can delve into. Uh, I think one of the things we should all do is have a very specific movie uh, from Paul Thomas Anderson in mind. Uh, okay. Watch it again this week if you have to, because then you can say, "Oh, this yeah. is what, I love this," but this is. Oh, well, you know favorite. what? Well, you know what? Watch watch a Paul Thomas Anderson film you haven't seen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely, I will this week. You know, I haven't, uh, there's a couple I haven't seen. I've seen almost all of his films. Um, he loves himself some Daniel Day-Lewis, I'll tell you that much. Mm -hmm. Phantom, Threat. <laughs> Phantom Threat is one of my favorite movies ever. So I haven't well seen that one. I'll, I might have to check that one out. Yeah, really. Yeah, that was actually, really, that was actually uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's go-home film. Like, that was his retirement yes, film. That was that's his retirement one. film. Retired. Yeah. Is, is he yeah. said that he's done now? Yeah, he's, he done. he's been done since Phantom Thread. Yep. I mean, so that's pretty. Person, that, I mean, the last person that got to direct Daniel Day Lewis is Paul Thomas Anderson. But like, but you also have to remember, anytime an actor oh. says that, that's basically akin to Conor McGregor oh. uh, retiring from the UFC. So yeah, that, I mean, it was it's Daniel not Day. Not stick. I mean, Daniel Day Lewis said that he's done, not Paul yes. Thomas Anderson. Daniel, Daniel Day Lewis. Day okay. Yes. Yeah, he. That was his retirement film, Phantom Thread, and it was done. Okay. So. And he's had, you know, he's directed people like Daniel Day-Lewis, Joaquin Phoenix, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. He's directed some great actors. Yeah, some of the best. Uh, Amy Adams, you know, just some really top-notch sure. um, actors. So we'll discuss the films of Paul Thomas Anderson this Friday. Love it. Just, um, you know, the highs and lows, if, the, if we feel like there are any lows, and just sure. everywhere in between, and just uh, his style. Yep. Uh, what stands out for everybody. Um, everybody's seen Boogie Nights, I hope so. We'll talk, oh, about, yeah. we'll oh, talk a lot great. about Boogie Nights because there's, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack with that movie. So, um, yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Good. Well, uh, hey, listen, uh, this was great. I had a great time. Hopefully, we can continue doing this. Hope people like it uh, for, you know, the you know, seven people who might listen to this podcast. That, that, <laughs> that's great. Uh, DP, uh, real I'm quick, putting... do you, uh, you want to um, 
give out, uh, again, I'm not even sure if these social media things are set up technically yet, but if you want to, we, we can, we can work on them. Uh, if you want to at least drop the, uh, the Twitter and the, uh, Instagram. And by the way, anybody who's listening, uh, DP is also going to give our, uh, email. If you want to email us, or if you want to send us something on Instagram or Twitter or a direct message, if you want us to talk about something or you have an issue with something, we would absolutely love to talk about it during the podcast. So feel free to fire away. So uh, DP, uh, you want to go over that real quick? Yeah. Uh, if you get any questions or anything, you can email us. We are themoviecouncil at gmail.com or Twitter and Instagram. We're at moviecouncilpod. So come on, uh, send us an email. Give us a follow. Can nice. you put those on the, can you pop? Uh, no, no, never mind. This is an audio podcast. Edit that out. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> All right, boys. Well, this is a really good time. Uh, and I uh, hope we're locked. You guys all locked and loaded for Friday. Yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome, man. AJ, great topic for next Friday. This was awesome tonight. Marky, I love, uh, I love what you picked tonight. A nice and condensed version. Uh, great conversation. It was a good starter. It was a good yeah, starter. Um, I, I've, you know, with the four of us being here um, and with there being a 50% uh, audience score i would have thought that there would have been someone else on my side but uh <laughs> one out of four i'm not i'm not not on your side i just yeah. you know i didn't love it but yeah i hear you all right kids so uh that that's uh that's it for our for our first one uh we'll be coming uh with our second episode uh in just a few days which is uh, exciting and uh if you like it if you like our podcast if you listen to it tell a friend and uh subscribe yeah. right uh, rate and, and review uh, on itunes yeah even better even better rate us yeah, on itunes please. and uh we will uh, we'll see you guys in uh, less than a week. Take care. All right, fellas. All right, good night.